through verse number eight. John 15, beginning with verse number four, says, I abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you by this. My Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may have your seats. We're now in our fourth installment of this series called This Is Us. The first one being This Is Us, Christ-centered. Everything we do revolves around Christ and exalting him, his name, his cause, his kingdom. The next week, next week, this is us, mission-driven. We are on mission, and the mission is what drives us and motivates us and propels us forward. God has a mission of creating a people for himself, for his glory, that are his own possession. Last week, we talked about this is us, a compelling community a community that is driven by the gospel, a community that is transformed of the, by the gospel, and a, a community that gathers because of the gospel. This week, we want to look at our fourth installment, which is This Is Us, Christ-Dependent. This Is Us, Christ-Dependent. Christ himself in John 15 has said, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Look with me at this text quickly. First of all, at the responsibility of abiding. The responsibility of abiding. Jesus says to his disciples in verse number four, abide in me and I in you. The responsibility of the branch is to abide in the vine. Now, to make sure we're on the same page, Jesus himself has said in verse number one of chapter 15, I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine, his disciples are the branches. And so the responsibility of the branch is to stay connected to the vine. The reason it's so important that the branches stay connected to the vine is because everything that the branch needs is in the vine. The vine provides the nutrients and the nourishment necessary for the branch to survive. Friends, the responsibility of each and every one of us 
who call ourselves disciples of Christ is to remain in Christ. Everything you need, my brother and my sister, is in Jesus. Jesus provides all that we need to survive, thrive, and bear fruit. And it's all simply a result of abiding. That word abide, it means to remain, to continue, to dwell with. The idea is that we would have this vital union with Christ. And as a result, there would be this mutual indwelling between the, the branch and the vine. Our job is to abide. Let me see. I can put a picture there for you. I heard a fictional story, fictional, Sean, fictional, recently. A German shepherd and a poodle decided to have a contest. They challenged one another to see who was the strongest. So the challenge that they came up was to see who could get the door of a house open. The German shepherd stood on both hind legs put his mouth around the doorknob and attempted to turn it with his mouth. After several unsuccessful tries, the German shepherd stopped using his mouth and used his front legs. And after exhort, ex oh my Lord, I put extorting. <laughs> after exerting a ton of effort, he was finally able to pry open the door, thus attempting to prove he was the superior dog. The poodle came up to the door and simply scratched on the door. And immediately, the dog's owner came to the door and opened it. No. The poodle won the challenge. Let me preach, girl. The poodle <laughs> won the challenge not because he exerted more effort, not because he was stronger, but because of his relationship with his master. Friends, that's the idea of abiding. It's about relationship. It's about relying on our master rather than ourselves. It's about depending on someone stronger and more powerful than ourselves. Our responsibility as disciples is to remain in constant and close fellowship with Christ. We ought to remain faithful to Christ and his words. Simply the responsibility of disciples is to abide in Christ, to stay connected with Christ. What then are the results then of abiding? We looked at the responsibility of abiding. Let's look at the results of abiding. Verse 5 teaches us that one of the results of abiding is we produce fruit. Verse 5 says, whoever abides in me and I am him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. As we abide in Christ, we began to bear fruit, produce fruit. 
So we keep talking about fruit, 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 fruit in this sermon. The question that has to be on the mind of an observant Bible reader is what is fruit? The immediate context doesn't tell us, so we have to survey all of Scripture to understand what Jesus means by fruit. So let's look at a few verses. In John chapter 4, verses 34 through 38, Jesus referred to fruit as new converts, people who have repented, turned from whatever they were trusting in to get them right with God to turning exclusively to Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 6, verse 22, fruit that leads to a sanctified life. Fruit is that which leads to a sanctified life. Deliverance from specific sins. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. According to Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, fruit can be good works. And then in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Through him, Christ, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of, of our lips that acknowledge his name. So then, what is fruit? Fruit can be new converts, changed attitudes, Deliverance from sins, good works, and worship. All of these, friends, are the results of abiding in Christ. Jesus makes it crystal clear that without him, we cannot, we will not bear fruit. Friends, without Christ, there will be no new converts. Without Christ, there will not be changed attitudes. Without Christ, there will not be changed hearts. Without Christ, there will not be deliverance from sins. Without Christ, there will not be good works. Good works, by the way, when we talk about biblical good works, it's works that glorify God. People do a lot of good works. We go clean the streets. We go pick up trash. We go feed the poor. Those are good things. But with biblical good works are those that give glory to God. Without Christ, there is not worship in spirit and truth. He says it clearly himself in verse 5. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Friends, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Without, apart from Christ, we are nothing. There is no fruit apart from Christ. Too many times we are trying to bear fruit in all of its various forms in our own power, rather than relying on the power that comes from Christ. Friends, it just won't work. If we want to fail in ministry, let's try doing it without Christ. If you want to fail in your own spiritual life, try doing it without Christ. If you want to fail if you, with, uh, in spiritual maturity, try doing it without Christ. And the reason we fail, Jesus says, is because as soon as we stop abiding in him, as soon as we are not connected to him, we begin to die. 
Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. This picture <laughs> is very evident every time I buy my wife flowers. These flowers only last a few days at best. Sooner Rather than later, they begin to lose their beauty and their moisture as they begin to wilt and dry out. Why? Because somebody cut them off from the vine. The next time you see dead flowers, it should remind us that we need Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we are just like those flowers, dying. So, friends, when we abide in Christ, we produce fruit. But not only do we produce fruit, according to verse 7, we also, the result is prevailing prayer. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Friends, when we stay connected to Christ, we enjoy the blessing of God giving us what we have prayed for. When we abide in Christ, he says yes to our prayers. And I know, I hear you, I can feel the tension in the room. You're saying, Brandon, that's, a bold claim you're making when all of us in this room have had to deal with the disappointment of unanswered prayer. Have you ever been there? I have. But friends, I say what I say and I said what I said because I read the Bible. Look at the first part of the verse. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. That's the key right there. As we abide in Christ, and one of the ways we abide in Christ is through his word. He says, as we abide in Christ and his words abide in us, what happens is, friends, we don't ask for things that advance our own agenda and our own will. We ask for the things that are consistent with the character and revealed will of God in the word of God. And it is those things that Christ promises we will receive. Friends, the more we abide in Christ, the more we pray and really mean, thy will be done. If, the, if truth would be told, if we had a time of confession right now, some of us would have to have a, we would have to admit and confess that oftentimes we pray, my will be done. So the, the fact that we have the results of prevailing prayer when we abide in Christ should motivate us to do at least two things. One, we ought to become very familiar with the word of God so that we can know God and become students of Christ. Friends, one of the best ways to pray, pray right, 
and be successful is praying, is pray the word of God back to God. You can only pray what you know, though. Secondly, the result of prevailing prayer and this promise of prevailing prayer, secondly, it ought to prompt us to pray boldly to our God. Too many of us pray self-safe prayers. Friends, we need to be bold in our prayers. We serve a great God. Friends, we just saying this earlier, that our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ever ask or think. Finally, the results of abiding in Christ, proven discipleship. Verse 8, by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. I probably can explain this best with a picture. When we first, my family and I first moved into our current neighborhood, we were invited to a neighborhood party, um, a get-to-know-you type event. This event was held at our neighbor's house. Diane is her name, actually. We went into the house. We got the food. After we made our plates, we went to the backyard to seat, sit, eat, and fellowship. As soon as Connie and I made it to the backyard, our breath was taken away with what her, our neighbor had done to her backyard. It was beautiful, exquisite. I was both impressed and jealous. As everyone beheld the beauty of Diane's backyard, we would just tell Diane, you've done a wonderful job with your yard. Notice, we didn't go to the plants and say how beautiful you are. We didn't go to the trees and say how big you are. No, we went to the gardener, our neighbor, and praised her for the wonderful job she had done. Friends, when we abide in Christ and bear fruit, we bring glory to our gardener, the vine dresser, so that even the world has to cry out, how great thou art. Friends, that's why abiding in Christ is so important. When we abide in Christ and as a result bear fruit, God gets the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. To God be the glory. Friends, abiding in Christ is a mark of a fully devoted follower of Christ. Friends, this is us. Christ dependent. That's why Jeff took so long praying. I heard you laugh. Because I have made it a commitment to us to say, friends, we are dependent on Christ. And one of the ways we're going to express our dependent on Christ is we're not going to rush through our prayers. 
Now, we're not going to pray long just to be praying long. Don't waste my time. But let's not rush us crying out on the name of our great God. Friends, I need the Lord. Every hour, I need him. I can't live without him. I can't breathe without him. Friends, that, that, that's why we have corporate prayer. That's why we, we, we intentionally pray in small groups because we need the Lord. We are dependent upon Christ in everything we do. That's why when, when I proclaim the word of God here, I, I don't just tell you good stories and give you a few good tips. No, no, no. We preach from the word of God. Because we depend on Christ. It is his word that saves. It is his word that sanctifies. It is his word that transforms. We are dependent upon Christ. That's why the songs we sing as best we can, we sing songs that glorify Christ. Not just sound good or make us feel good. Because we're dependent upon him. That's who we are. This is us. Christ dependent. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. For what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard. God, we confess that there have been times where we have tried to do ministry and life on our own. And we failed. So forgive us for trying to be self-sufficient. Forgive us for trying to steal glory from you. Father, we pray that you are honored and our dependence on you. Teach us now even more of how to abide in you, to stay connected with you, to remain in you. God, give us wisdom and clear insight and discernment when you start pruning us to bring us back to you. Father, help us not just be hearers of your word, but doers as well. In Christ's name, amen.